Hello, hello everybody. How are you keeping? You're very welcome to Tura Laura, the podcast where myself and Christian Dugstad over in Oslo are exploring folk songs. What's the story, Christian Hortings? <sighs> not too bad, Josh. Not too bad. How are you? Grand. Tipping away, melting in the sun here. We've had some of the hottest days in history in Ireland this week. Fantastic. Good I'm, old I'm, crack. I'm happy for you. Is it? Is it sort of like... You you wish for the sun when it's not there most of the year, but when it's there, now you're just walking around afraid of being burnt. <laughs> I mean, that's Irish people in the sun in general, isn't it? We get absolutely <laughs> scalded walking around like tomatoes. But it only shines when you're not able to go out in it because you're too busy doing other things. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it is, I suppose. It is. Yeah. Where well, are we? Who are we? What's going on? <sighs> yeah, who are we? Well, you said already, Turulur podcast, that's that's us, that's me, that's you, uh, me, Christian, in Norway, and you, Josh, in, in Ennis, County Clare, and we are here, we're alive, we're uh, ready for another episode, and uh, you can find us on the internet, the big internet, where can people find us, Josh? The big bad world. We have some socials, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Tora Laura podcast. You'll find us on Tora Laura in the search engine on Facebook, at Tora Laura podcast on Instagram, uh, Tora Laura podcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and complaints, and all of that. You'll find Christian on Tinder. <laughs> no, you won't. St- <laughs> still not, Josh. Still not. Uh, someday, someday. <laughs> let's hope not <laughs> uh, <laughs> well um, we've been nagging about uh, voicemails lately and uh, anyone that listened to last week's episode can see why we need them we had Kelly uh, calling in uh, asking <laughs> very uh, a very interesting question about the etymology of, of fecal uh, she um, had misunderstood and thought that that fecal, the village fecal, uh, was uh, feces uh, shit in in general. So we had to explain the the ins and outs of the Irish language and teeth and woods and and patron saints and the trad festival down there. So if you have any uh, any questions or anything you want to comment on uh, or anything you want us to elaborate on, then please just send us in a voice mail or a voice message that you record on your phone or wherever, really, and just email it to us on tourlurepodcast at gmail.com. Sounds delightful. We're in for a treat today, Christian. We are. Since we're on the topic of uh, correspondence, uh, a while ago, uh, a few months ago, actually, we got an email from Paddy Patrick down there in what, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. yeah. And she gave us a great tip um, on someone we should talk to. And his heir today. We have the magnificent Billy Tracy with us all Ooh. the way from, from Dublin. Legend of the Dublin folk scene. How are you, Billy? How's it going, lads? What's the story? How are you? How are you keeping? I'm all right. I'm good. Thanks a million for coming on. Uh, no worries. Sure, I'm not doing anything else. Just getting <laughs> out of the sun. I'm in the shade for a while. Yeah, same as myself. All the Irish lads are like ants hiding under the rocks at the moment. <laughs> it is what it is, I suppose. As you know from the title, if you're listening to this, we're talking about a famous Dublin ballad today. And what was the, um, how did that happen? Why why did we end up with this song specifically? 
Well, this song is Billy's choice. Um, Billy can explain better than I can, I think. Well, why easy and slow, Billy? Uh, well, I tell you why I picked this. Uh, well, actually, it was, it was it was hard for me to, you know, you know, when you, you, you asked about a Dublin song or any song, really, you know, and uh, but because you said Dublin, it kind of narrowed it down for me, you know, and um, uh you know, there's so many great Dublin songs, but everybody always kind of picks whatever Raglan Road or you know, and um, and you know this one is kind of similar. But the thing is, you you know Martin Denny uh, actually. Yes. Josh, yeah, fantastic he, songwriter as well. Yeah, he's he you know he said to me he said to me years ago ah oh, he says you know he says yeah easy and you know most of the most of the Irish folk songs are all like. Uh, they're all about lost love and, you know, unrequited love. You never get the girl, you know. And he says, this, Asian and slow is, is, the difference between that and Raglan Road is he gets the girl in the end, which is very, uh, which doesn't happen in the Irish songs normally, you know. So <laughs> Happy endings, we don't usually see them. <laughs> I think you have to pay extra for them. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking last week about pronunciations and local place names and pronunciations of things. So folks, this is a Dublin song. It's called Easy and Slow, not Easy and Slow. Just for all yeah. of you Yanks out there. A-I-S-Y. So, yeah, uh, you know, and uh, I, so I, I picked it because, well, I liked the song, but this, this was me, uh, this was me Ma's party piece, you know. Yeah. Everyone, you know yourself. Everyone in Ireland has a party piece, and uh, and like because this was her song, well, that's how I got to know it as well. But then when you when we said we were going to do this, and I was kind of thinking because there's obviously there's a couple of different versions of it, but the two most well known versions. And funny enough, I heard one of them on radio one recently, Jim McCann, you know. Jim McCann and Ronnie Drew, they both did versions of it and, and the Dubliners, you know, and uh, they are the most common known ones, you know. But uh, And then I was thinking, well, what version did she do or which one did she learn, you know? Because anyway, the Ronnie Drew one has a couple of extra verses in it, you know, just an extra two verses. But we didn't have, like, the record at home, you know. In fact, I don't think we had any Dubliners records, but... Uh, so, like, I, I often wondered what, how, which version, and, you know, she's not real now, so I can't ask her, but I always wanted to know, uh, it got me thinking about what version did she learn it from, but I think she just learned it from hearing it around town or, or singing it around town, because I heard Jim McCann's version and, you know, just some of the words, I don't know if when you're learning songs, but I, if I hear a song from years ago and I have, I, you know, and I haven't ever played it or something. I kind of just try to remember what way it was. I'm not hung up on people's whatever lyrics that they use. You know what I mean? It could change a bit. You know what I mean? As yeah. they often do or whatever, you know? So, yeah, just by the way that Jim McCann had the verses turned around, I don't think it would have been her. Uh, that would have been the version that she did or whatever, you know? So, so I don't know. And yet. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, and I'm, I'm, I suppose I, I don't get to know now either. But so, what anyway. version do you do? Well, Billy my Tracy's version. version. Yeah, exactly. But um, uh, yeah, I was going to put this. On, I was going to put this on the new album, but I just, 
Yeah, the thing is, I never played it really, only till the last couple of years because it, it was her song. You know the way somebody yeah. has a party piece and you don't go near it because, uh, you know, because it's their song or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so I, so I only started doing it there uh, over the last couple of years. You know, but you know because there's so many verses, I, I haven't come down to a definitive version that I wanted to do, you know what I mean? And, and you know, I was going to put it on the album. Owen that plays the whistle loves it and everything, you know what I mean? So, but I just didn't get round to it. So uh, maybe again, some other time. But, uh, the next album. Yeah, there you go. If there's ever <laughs> another one, yeah. Ah, there's always the next album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends on how many people get this one. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're plugging already, plugging away. <laughs> Yeah, but I tell you, uh, yeah. So uh, I, um, so 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 this was her party piece, you know. And uh, she would have when I used to play in the Haypen on a Sunday night. She would come in for the uh, we had a session on a Sunday night, plugged in session, and she used to um, come in if it was a bank holiday the next day. She'd be in and she would uh, sing it, you know. But um, but. When I think about this song, yeah, uh, I uh, I had to. Uh, my ma died a few years ago, you know, and then on the, uh, I think it was only on the day or maybe the, the night before, my dad asked me to sing it at the funeral, you know, and it was uh, it was kind of just sprung on me, you know what I mean? And uh, obviously, I didn't mind doing it, but it was uh, it was you know probably the hardest thing I had to do, you know, and. Uh, I uh, just because I, I didn't want to mess up, you know what I mean? And obviously, it's very emotional anyway, you know. But um, uh, yeah, and uh, I remember uh, Josh would know, but uh, Bernie, Bernie was playing the violin, and Tony was Bernie and Tony were doing the music at the uh, at the at the mass, you know. So I just went up and got alone at Tony's guitar and done it, you know what I mean? But uh, he said afterwards, you, you couldn't see because I'm behind a kind of pulpit, you know, and I, ha- I had my leg up on on a stool to rest the guitar or whatever. But uh, you couldn't see me. My legs were just shaking, you know what I mean? It was the most nerve-wracking thing I probably did, you know. But it, but listen, everyone everyone loved it because of the, well, because well, it was her song and her yeah. day, you know. But, uh, but anyway, so I'll, I'll just do it. And any time I do it is different because... You never know what verse might come out, you know, but here we go anyway. That was down by Christchurch that I first met with Annie and the little girl and not a bit shy. She told me her father had come from Duncanon and would take her back home in the sweet by and by. What's it to any man, whether or no? Whether I'm easy or whether I'm true. As I lifted her petticoat easy and slow. And I tied up my sleeve for the buckle her shoe. 
Down along Thomas Street, down by the levee, the sunshine was gone and the evening grew dark. Along by King's Bridge, I began in a jiffy. Beyond in the park. What's it to any man, whether or no? Whether I'm easy or whether I'm true. As I lifted her petticoat, easy and slow. And I tied up my sleeve. For the buckle or shield In city or country A girdle is a jewel And well made for gripping The most of the world But any young fella He's really a fool Tries it the first time for the go a bit far. What's it to any man who wonder or no? Whether I'm easy or whether I'm true. As I lifted a petticoat, easy and slow. And I tied up my sleeve for the buckle or shoe. Now, if ever you go to the town of Duncanon, you will search till your eyeballs are weary and blind. Be you singing or walking or laughing or running? A girdle like any you never will find. And what's it to any man, how whether or no? Whether I'm easy, how whether I'm true? As I lifted her petticoat, daisy and slow. And I tied up my sleeve for the buckle or shield. What's it to any man, oh, whether or no? If I came to the fore when she gave me the cue, she closed her eyes tightly and she murmured for
for to buckle her shoe. Yes, I tied up my sleeve for to buckle her shoe, and I tied up my sleeve for to buckle her shoe. There we go. Deadly. Thanks very much. Not true, it anyway. Huh? That was gorgeous. <laughs> Thanks a million, Billy. That was that was great. Um, great song. Yeah, especially like with with the whole story of of your your mother and and the funeral, like fresh. Yeah, in the, <laughs> it, it sort of sets the sets the mood there. Well, that was yeah, uh, yeah. That was that was five years ago, but. Uh, yeah, you just are. Uh, yeah, lucky. You always remember that, you know. But it was lovely people in the, you know, even though it's a mass and whatever, it's in the church. You know, everybody, you know, sang the whole church and of course the church, the sound of the church is lovely. But everybody sang along, and it was, yeah. you know, the best tribute you could ever do. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, funny enough, now now to think about it, um, uh, not too long after that, I'd say the next week. I actually had to go to Norway for, uh, I was playing gigs in Norway in uh, Boondocks, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Know the place well. We've all played yeah. in Boondocks. Yeah. Yeah, Tan- Tansborg. Yeah, actually, it was, it was uh, that was a real planes, trains, automobiles and bleeding boats and everything. <laughs> you you gave me the directions for that, Josh. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. I sent him on the train to the boat, Christian, to get the oh, ferry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah, you landed in in uh, in Riga. Uh, I don't, I don't know. O- I think they don't fly there anymore. Anyway, yeah, Not no, anymore, the, the, no, the airports, the airports closed down there. But yeah, it's on the other side. Like for anyone that wants to to get a few geographical uh, notes <laughs> there on, on Norway, that would be over on um, in the county Østfold, east of the fjord, that would be, <laughs> and you, you landed there and you got the ferry over to Horten, which is my hometown, and then you probably got the train or, or the bus, or... Well, no, when I got, when I got off the boat, I got a, a lift from... Uh, Morton. From Morton. Morton. From Morton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he... So, so yeah. So but it literally was planes, trains yeah. and automobiles. Yeah, yeah, and, and and a ship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and boats. Yeah. The boats yeah, across the it, fjords there in Oslo are gorgeous, actually. Yeah, it's really yeah. So, it's, but anyway, yeah. So that was great. So I had to do. So I, I did that because obviously that was already organised. You know what I mean? But it was kind of a bit, you know. Uh, yeah, I suppose I enjoyed it now. And then I met a few people uh, that come over to Dublin, and they brought me up to the World's End and all that. You know what I mean? So I got to do. Uh, uh, few things while i was there you know so yeah. it was 20 2016 and actually funny enough uh while while i was there i came up with a tune that ended up being a a, a song that i have called ma about me ma you know oh. and but I, the first time that's where i got the idea when i was staying in that room up over uh, uh, <laughs> over we're staying in that shoe box yeah. <laughs> over the pub yeah <laughs> you know that's a gorgeous song too i've heard that song really nice yeah so uh, yeah so that's the little connection there anyway you know mm-hmm. yeah well, that's that's brilliant um yeah but I... yeah but about but about this song though like uh you know i was obviously i i have i have it i have a version of it by ronnie drew and it was on the b-side i don't know if you remember 
But uh, just before Ronnie Drew died, there, there was a song out called The Ballad with Ronnie Drew. So I yeah. bought that. And then on, on the B side was was lazy and slow. And uh, so I was, you know, always listening. It was a very stripped down version, you know. But um, but yeah, it's funny about they don't know who, who really wrote it, you know, because I looked into it before and then just kind of brushed up on it, knowing that I was coming on to do this. And um, uh, yeah, Dominic Bain apparently could have been the man who wrote it, but it's not really definitive, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and then the people who might have known that kind of gone, Frank Hart was a great song collector and he, he, there was one of his songs that he sang as well and he might have known a bit more about it, but I mean, from what I can gather, it was Dominic Bean, but Dominic Bean might have heard it somewhere else and just kind of claimed it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then the, the Sean O'Casey bit is the, it's the two verses that, that, that Ronnie Drew does. And they reckon John O'Casey wrote them for the play Red Roses for me. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because they're, they're kind of written a bit different from, from the rest of the song. So you can pick out them two verses, you know. Yeah, but then actually I was singing that play. Was it was it was it song or was it a poem? Or, yeah, no, well, no, uh, no, it was. Uh, well, I haven't seen the play, but I, he kind of wrote it for the play. Yeah. So so it's part of it. You know what I mean? Uh, probably sung in it I don't know I haven't seen it I used to think it was uh, lucky I checked it out because Red Roses for me that's the play I thought it was uh, from the play on the stairs Mm -hmm. but but apparently it's from Red Roses for me which is the Pogues album as well and that's where they got it from yeah brilliant but, uh, For anyone yeah, out so, there that doesn't know who Sean O'Casey is, he's a very prolific Irish playwright and writer who was very involved in the early days of the Abbey Theatre. As far as I know, just getting correct. that out there for all the yeah, all the tourists. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so but then the thing is uh, as well uh, that uh, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, so I was looking about the Dubmers, and the Dubmers did a version, and. You know the way for a tune you can put traditional arrangement, the mm-hmm. Dubliners yep. or whatever. But for but apparently for that song, they 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 put down whatever traditional arrangement, but not the Dubliners. They named every single one of them. You know what I mean? It was like they're all trying to have a little uh, claim of it. You know, so the good uh, old yeah. Imro scheme to, to try <laughs> to get a little piece of the pie. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so that's. Uh, and then I also found out that Bob Dylan, now I haven't heard it, but Bob Dylan does a version of it, you know. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to check it, but apparently I'd, it might only be some live recording in somebody's yeah. room. But it should be found some good info there on the Bob Dylan version, I think. Yeah, there's there's actually a great article on, um, on the Irish Times from, let's see, 2019 called Easy and Slow, An Irish Man's Diary on Bob Dylan and a Dublin Ballads which talks all about um bob dylan and the version and i did find the version and uh i, I have to admit i i only listened to the f- first uh, bit of it but it looks uh by by this article it looks like uh dylan got it from uh the clancy brothers and specifically uh mm-hmm. liam clancy mm-hmm. um so so yeah it's interesting how we've we've talked about Dylan before, Josh, and how he yeah. he's um, he's been involved in like he did versions of of the likes of uh, Wild Mountain Time and the Old mm-hmm. Triangle and the likes of Pontchartrain. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He did the likes of Pontchartrain. Paul Brady. Te- uh, Paul Brady tells a great story about oh, like yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was playing with him or whatever, and 
he he Bob Dylan had heard him doing it, you know, and he says, "Oh yeah, I love that song." And and he actually had to show him, put his fingers, Bob Dylan's yeah. fingers on the guitar. No, you go like this, you go like this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've seen that video on on YouTube. I don't remember what what was it. it does Paul Brady playing in any specific tuning is is that the because because I remember him saying no it's it's easy as this like he's he's only playing like a single finger or something oh right okay yeah. well he probably he always down cha changes the tune and so I yeah. don't know he's great guitarist really you know yeah. yeah no it's amazing when you especially if you play like dad gods or or any open tuning and you have um, um, a guitarist that plays in a in the standard tuning come up to you and they ask you like, how how do you do that and and it's like you literally you move one finger up and down the up and down <laughs> the neck or or that single chord up and down it's, it's so easy when when you when you play those tunings when you know how i don't know I, i've never done yeah. it myself i maybe josh will tell me <laughs> <laughs> i'm no expert it's like your man you know, uh, paul brady huh? <laughs> your man chris tarrant the, with who wants to be a millionaire he always said it's only easy when you know the answer yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, but but easy and slow. I I can I can imagine that uh, whenever you play, like it's it's obviously it's um, for you that's very tied to that experience and and your mother and and playing it at her funeral and or or the mass and uh, I can imagine that it has a very like special uh, vibe to you. Well, yeah, well, I mean, listen, I always loved it anyway, uh, you know, nothing to do with the funeral, but it that's a, uh, I never really, I don't know if I even told anyone before, but anyone who was there remembers it, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it just, uh, yeah, no, I, I always liked the song, and I suppose she wasn't around to sing it anymore, so I could make it my party piece, you know, Yeah. but, uh, you know, it's funny though, I just have to kind of, I'm just going to have to do it in a, a set way because it's one of them songs where you could be playing it and people will all sing along the chorus, you know what I mean? But if you're playing it a bit different, you're going to throw everybody off. So I just got to find a way to uh, get a, you know, keep it so that everyone can sing along with it or something, you know? Yeah. Who are your biggest influences, Billy? Uh, well, my biggest influence would be Shane McGowan, you know? Because, yeah. uh, you know, I've said this before, but I'd normally be into songs more than, you know, I could like a song from someone and hate the rest of them, you know what I mean? But uh, I suppose growing up in town, and I don't know if you know, but my dad had a pub, you know, in Cable Street. So uh, so I used to just listen to all, all the people that were singing in the pub, really, you know, and the bands, you know, uh, the different bands. It was a singing lounge before. Yeah. The days before karaoke, you know, there, there was like a three-piece band in the lounge and everybody uh, put their name up to sing, you know. And they all had their party pieces. The particularly good singers probably had around 10 different songs they could do. But then there was other people who just had the one song and they'd be doing it every week or whatever, you know. And it was just funny because the pronunciations and everything and the accents of people, you know, yeah. And some of them were great and some of them were brutal, you know what I mean? But they all went up and, and there was always this, uh, the name went up, oh no, I'm not getting up, I'm not getting up, and ah, oh, come on, go on up. And I'm thinking, you're up every week, what are you talking about? So, you know, 
you know. So it was all that. And uh, Gerard was only young for collecting glasses at that stage, probably. But uh, but sometimes I, I, I would have got up and sang whatever, the cowboy, the county or the rhinestone cowboy or something. You know what I mean? So, so I suppose I always had, uh, it was always like maybe local musicians. But then when... I suppose when the Poles came, I was a teenager or whatever, you know, and uh, and I just, I just, well, I just loved them. It was the punk thing, you know what I mean? It was the fact that I knew some of the songs already, you know what I mean? And just the way they did it was more ballsy, you know what I mean? And, and Whole other world, sure. Yeah, and, it, and you know what? Because of that, uh, it was because of them that I would have got into the Dubliners and... Yeah. Another no, I, I obviously always knew who the Dubliners were, but they had more credence then because they were playing with uh, the Pogues and and uh, it was just and and I used to to get people into the Pogues, you know, I used to say, ah, oh, you know, you have to. Uh, a, lot, a lot of them just thought it was boom, bam, <laughs> crash. You know what I mean? Wallop or whatever. I says, no, no, listen to the slow songs, and you know, and you know, you'll get into them that way, you know, which. Some of the slow songs are great, you know. Yeah, yeah. Shane McGowan's probably one of the best poets of the generation. Like he's up there with Bob Dylan in terms of songwriting. Ah, yeah, he's going. He, he's getting his cue with us now. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. great. I got. I, I got to. Uh, I got to see his sixtieth uh, birthday. Uh, I got tickets on the day on the day of the concert, and it was it was oh. great. You know, because it was just. Uh, well, it's just pure chance. I couldn't get them, and you know everybody wanted them. And <laughs> on the day, uh, on the day of the the gig, uh, well, I was chanting the arm, uh, messaging people the night before, different people that I thought might be able to organise a ticket, you know. But then on the morning, I woke up uh, of the concert. Uh, a friend of mine, he had a young child and. She was sick that day, so we couldn't go. He says, I have two tickets. I said, oh, so he gave me the two tickets, you know. I said, great, you know. You know it was meant Amazing. to be, yeah. you know. That's like a concert of a lifetime. Like, you'll never see those people on stage at any other time altogether. Well, so. well, it was, it was great. Some of it was great. Some of it wasn't so great, but, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Picture but the this, best thing about this, Christian, was, Johnny, all... Johnny Depp was playing the electric guitar. Like, oh, really? <laughs> well, interesting. I I didn't know that. But... Well, he's 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 played on a few of his songs before on, on yeah. the Pope's albums, you know. But uh, yeah, no, that wasn't actually. Do you know, probably the, the 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 song, the worst song in the night was "Rainy Night in Soho," which is one of my favourite songs. But Bono uh, took. <laughs> took that one you know he he obviously says i'm bono i'm taking this one i got you here lads and whatever and it, <laughs> it just it was but the gas thing is i went to see the documentary there uh in december that came out yeah. cock gold and, and i i seen it in the uh the pictures in temple bar the art house or whatever it's called the lighthouse and, and uh at the end of the documentary they had a couple of songs from the concert you know because I'm expecting that concert to come out on DVD because there was loads of cameras there and there was people in the crowd as well doing it. Maybe among them, I streamed a bit of it, you know. And uh, uh, but yeah, they they played two songs from it, and one of them was "Rainy Night in So I was like, Jesus, you know. It's obviously just because Johnny Depp is up for that one and and Bono, but I mean, he murdered it, Bono. You know. Yeah. Hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> if he is, we're doing better than we thought. 
<laughs> yeah, so you know, obviously, look, it's it's kind of an untouchable song, really. But you know, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's hard to improve on what's there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's definitely. But it was great to hear different. It was great to hear different people doing his songs. You know what I mean? That was that was the best part about it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of my favorites on the night was. Um, because I've always loved her voice, uh, the Welsh, Keris Matthews, you know? Yes. I didn't yeah, know she was she, there, actually. Yeah, she she went up and she did the Broad Majestic Shannon, which is one of my oh, favourites yeah. that, that I sing as well. But, like, I've always liked her just because I think it's just the way she sings. She has a husky voice and, and she, you hear the Welsh accent coming out now, you know what I mean? So that was one of my favourites on the night, you know? Brilliant. Jeez, I'd love to have been there. A fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that sounds absolutely amazing. Like that's that's like you said, Josh. That's that's the type of gig that only like you only have that one chance of yeah. of seeing it. Like Planksty two thousand and four. Oh. When I didn't know who Planksty were, I wish I had seen <laughs> that too. <laughs> like I hopefully think, uh, we like those things happen every every now and then. Let's just make sure that. The next time uh, a type gig that that you think can become that sort of gig, you just make sure you go there. Yeah. So so the youngsters of today can look back at that and say, oh, Jesus, when I when I didn't know who Billy Tracy was and Josh can go, well, I was there. <laughs> I was there. Have you had any uh, doors opening for gigs yet, Billy? Any tunes or anything? Uh, well, funny enough, I have. Uh, I've been doing playing a, in a few Norston homes, you know. Yeah, very good. Uh, I have a gig tomorrow in a Norston home, and then I, uh, which is the first one, the first time I've played in it. But I've been playing in another Norston home, and they obviously heard about it from from there and got in touch with me, you know. But Norston Homes, it's the only gig in town, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's, oh, tough you know. times for a town that was full of gigs two years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, and some people, you know, even even Michelle and my wife would be kind of doing a bit of slagging, you know, ah, you know, whatever, Norston Homes, that's that's what you, you do now or whatever, you know. And I'm just like, you know, it's 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 not that bad. I had, I had before, like, around Paddy's Day before, uh, like, couple of years ago sometimes uh, i used to get a call a few of us would go in for paddy's day or whatever well obviously a few days before paddy's day and play a few tunes and sing a few songs but i hadn't done it uh, like this so whatever you know i'm going in playing for an hour an hour and a half and uh, but the thing is you know they love it you know what i mean it's yeah. uh they you know they could be well there's this you know obviously some people are worse off than others you know what i mean but uh uh, you know, I'm not taking the piss here, but like, you know, it's it's a bit funny because, uh, you know, you could be playing and, and you know, they'd be listening. And next minute, if say if I did the Wild Mountain Time, the go, lassie, go, you know, you just stop at the chorus and they all sing along. You know what I mean? You hear this chorus of them all. So they remember songs, you know what I mean? It obviously yeah. sparks something mm-hmm. in them, which yeah. is which is great. Uh, so... So that's great, you know, because, you know, it's lovely. I love that, you know, and uh, because you're obviously triggering something with them. But but then I'm, I'm also doing all these old songs like it wouldn't it wouldn't be just ballads. I'm just thinking whatever from their 
John from their age group or whatever, you know, I'm doing Dickie Rock and without, you know, uh, uh, from the candy store, you know what I mean? And just all these old songs, old country songs, and they all sing along and it's great. And then a few, a few of them have come up and, you know, they come up, some of them are dancing and then, you know, they come up and they, they want to talk to you and they, you know, and I said, all right, so I go up to talk to them. And then I realized that they're actually not really talking. They're just babbling nonsense. You know what I mean? They're not really talking at all, you know, which yeah. is which is a bit sad, you know. But uh, then on the plus side as well, like when I go up there next week, it's like it's the first time I've ever been there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Yeah, no, but but it's so meaningful. I, I imagine it being like you say it. The effect of music on on people with dementia uh, is it's extraordinary what uh, what mu- music can do and people that that seemingly like they don't have any language le- left at all like and and if you if you play that song uh, that that had a special uh, uh, meaning to them back back in the day like they yeah. just light up again like there's an incredible it's documentary um, it's going it's doing the rounds it was on Netflix it's called Alive Inside a story of music and memory and it's a guy in the States who basically did a study and an experiment in all the nursing homes where he started bringing personal iPods to all of the patients and getting the music that they used to listen to when they were young for each of them and personalize it and they would do an interview beforehand and an interview afterwards with people who had severe dementia or Alzheimer's. And after listening for an hour or two to the music from when they were young, they could tell hundreds of stories about their childhood. And they remembered so many things about when they were young and what was happening in the world and everything. And your man basically proved that the part of the brain that remembers music and that stores music isn't affected by Alzheimer's or dementia. So any memories that you associate with music from when you were young are still remembered when you hear that music, even if you have severe dementia, which is really interesting. It's nuts. Yeah. But that documentary is well worth watching, Alive Inside. Yeah, you didn't see, did you see the, uh, the RTE one with uh, Brendan Grace? N- no, I don't think I did. Yeah, no, I think it was a two-parter. It was on before the lockdown or around that time. Mm. Uh, it kind of came out just after he died. He was with a... He was with a choir, the Forget-Me-Nuts. I think Mike Hanrahan is after doing a song with them, actually. They were oh, a yeah. choir, and they were all suffering from the dementia, but obviously oh. they weren't that severe, I don't think. But, like, yeah. it was a, it was coming down the line for them anyway, you know? Mm. But, um, yeah, no, I... Last year, at the during the first lockdown, I was playing out in the courtyard. The first time, I didn't know what to expect, you know, and I went up, and I was in a courtyard, and it was kind of... So I wasn't near anybody. But, and then... There might have been a few people sitting a good bit away from me, but um, then there was there, there was a balcony and their rooms, obviously their bedrooms, and they had the windows open, you know, and so I could hear them all. That was my first experience of it. I could hear them all singing along with, say, will you go, lassie, go, or whatever, you know, but I couldn't see any of them. So you're just hearing these voices from everywhere, you know what I mean? It was just oh. gorgeous, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's different, like the, the virus has everything... The, the world is turned upside down it's mad yeah. we can do a gig to people that can hear us but we can't see them <laughs> yes yeah 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 <laughs> but this no, is the thing you can't but you can't play in a pub you can go into like the you know well, obviously they're all vaccinated and 
Yeah. I'm vaccinated as well, but it's just it's just sort of little anomalies all around yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? It's just. Did I hear you saying you're playing? You were playing outside the damn tavern. No, just... uh, no, it wasn't. No, okay. no, that was years ago. No, I meant yeah. I just I was just drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I just thought you might have been because last time I gigged with you was outside the damn tavern. I think we actually years before the pandemic, before it was cool, we were playing outside. <laughs> yeah yeah uh well actually that was quite that was quite a good one uh, we yeah. played since in the Celts or whatever you know oh, what we mean? did of course yeah but uh which is closed down now did you hear that i did see that actually yeah yeah uh, the virus temporary. is doing the rounds again yeah but uh uh yeah no that was a great gig in the thing i always remember that gig because your man came along oh, what's his name uh, just random or took out whistle and played along brian uh, no, it wasn't Brian. No, oh, no. He, he uh, wouldn't have been that random. No, it was a guy from <laughs> Dublin. I think Anna, Anna Mary knew him, you know. And yeah. he, he took out, I think he took out a flute and played the Abbey Reel and something else. You knew the tunes anyway. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I don't think she, well, she wasn't there. Was she? No, you were playing. Was it just me and you, was it? Uh, or maybe, maybe. I can't even remember. I think. God, I, I actually can't remember. I think it was me and you and one other person. There was definitely yeah. one. Yeah, oh, it must have, it must have been Anna Mary then. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he, he, she, she would have known him. Paddy, that was his name. <laughs> that, that was a tell. Of course, Paddy. it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it Paddy Ryan, the young lad? Paddy Ryan, that was it. Yes. Yeah, Paddy Ryan. I do yeah. know Paddy Ryan. Yeah. Paddy Ryan's a good piper as well and whistle player. Yeah, he plays bleed and everything he does. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, does. he used to. I, he used to come into the uh, to O'Shea's when we were playing, and I said, "There's Paddy." Yeah, yeah. He's a good musician, yeah. Nice guy. That's funny. Paddy Ryan. So. It, that's that's not the guy that unexpectedly turned up in Ferrara, is it? That's the very man, Christian. We were playing <laughs> yeah. on a like a busker's festival in in Italy in Ferrara, and all of a sudden, yeah, no, he, uh, he I, did I didn't that. know him, but yeah. <laughs> He went busking around Europe for a, for a year or whatever. He used to put up Facebook videos and he'd be in wherever, you know, Holland yeah. or Italy or whatever, yeah. That's the man, though. Yeah, yeah we were we were talking about rovers, Christian. He'd be one of them. <laughs> a rogue and a rover. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. No, we've been talking a bit about Dublin here now and, and AAC and Slow is obviously a, a Dublin song mentioning places like Christchurch and, and, and all and and you being a a Dublin man yourself um, just before the the podcast Josh and I were talking about uh, a bit about your music and, and especially the, the Temple Bar song that you that you wrote which is just a cracker of a song <laughs> proper yeah. proper uh hit what's what's the story there well the story about how i wrote the song was uh well that was back uh, around 2017 2018 i don't know but anyway i i, I was playing music in the halfpenny and the Dame Tavern, right? And it was just every Sunday night I'd be walking from the Dame Tavern to down to the Hapenny to do another gig, you know. And I kinda had the song nearly done, you know what I mean? Ready, you know. And then I went on I went on uh Imro had a uh, songwriters 
course or whatever, one of these things. And I'd never gone on one, but the only reason I went was because John Spillane was doing it, you know, and I liked John Spillane, you know. So so that was in the new theatre in, in uh, Temple Bar, which is just opposite. It's a little theatre for around 50 people. Uh, it's opposite the Clarence Hotel. And uh, yeah, so so I went on that little uh, that course and he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to write a song and, you know, yeah, you can write song about this, that, and the other, and you just write down the words, and you can make a song up in thirty seconds. And it's always good to name. It's always good. This is all in the, the it's Cork accent as well, which I'm not going to attempt. <laughs> but uh, he goes, ah, you know, uh, you, you, place names. It's always good to have place names in it, and all. And he goes, Temple Bar. He says, uh, there you go. He says, there's you can write a song about Temple Bar. Never, I don't think there's ever been a song written about Temple Bar. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I, I better, uh, I better, I better do that now before he does it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> now I kind of had it already done anyway, but that just got me over the line to rush to do it, finish it up. You know, so, uh, so that was a bit of a story about that. You know, but, um, but yeah, the thing about it is, like, I said this the other day on Twitter. I actually grew up just across the river on Cable Street. Far, not far from Temple Bar and uh, and like obviously when I was playing in Haveny or whatever you know that was a pub that a lot of Dubliners would go into as well as as well as tourists you know but it was kind of more accessible because it was a bit cheaper than <laughs> for a point you know <laughs> but like uh, you know but everybody uh, uh, all, all dubs they know what the story is in Temple Bar you know what you're going to get you know what I mean so they don't go in you know, unless they're going to show their mates from a different country, you know, this is Temple Bar, this is what's happening, you know what I mean? But, like, they're not going to go there in the session because they know how much it is, you know? So, yeah. so, uh, so anyway, I got a bit of flack over it, really, you know? You know, it was good because it was good because we made a great video and it all went viral and every everyone was on all the papers and everyone was going on about it. And that was great and all, but it kind of, there's other people then that didn't like it, you know what I mean? Which you're going to get anyway, you know what I mean? But yeah, look, I was still able to get gigs, you know what I mean? I just couldn't blame the Temple Bar Pope itself, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but which I, but you know, I I I'd only played a few gigs there and I played a few gigs in Dublin, but they weren't the main. But they, obviously, them two were most against it, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and uh, whatever they didn't get the joke, but it was you know, <laughs> for any Dubliner, you know, it was it was all true and everything in the song. Uh, all happened to me, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was all observations and whatever. And I wasn't saying Tampa Bar is is a bad place. I was just saying it's Tell pricey. Like it is. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean. And uh, yeah. so, but it's funny, you know. There's a there's a band over in uh, California that sings it now. You know, so <laughs> I think I saw a video nice of that thing. actually. Yeah. I hope yeah. you I hope you get that Imro money, the the copyright money every time there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah playing. no but 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 sure look it's it's a song that uh in my opinion it needed to be to be written so i'm glad you you did it because when i heard it it was it's spectacular anyone doesn't know uh what or or where temple bar is like just quickly it's uh it's an area in in dublin city center with loads of pubs and uh it's it's a prominent tourist area with with relatively highly uh expensive points and uh 
music we've we've talked about it before josh but a uh, fantastic song like you can if if you've ever been there you you can you can see how how true it is so but you know josh did you ever do the musical pub crawl did you i think i did it once ever yeah well i see i was doing i was doing that for a while you know what i mean and yeah. uh and that was you know that was half the inspiration for it as well like you know what i mean and then it was a perfect song to play to all uh, uh, all the tourists and that you know and uh, <laughs> uh music, music i don't know uh christian if you've heard about it, but it's a you basically going a bit of a pub crawl and you play the music and yep. sing an old song a new song and then there'll be tunes teach them the difference between a, a jig and a reel and all you know so uh so yeah listen that worked very well on 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 that uh on that particular pub tour but the casting was like so i was making i was making the last album and when i did it uh some of the songs I'd already had, you know what I mean? And they were kind of more, and they were kind of more rocky. And then, so half it was that, and then half it was like, uh, you know, Irish music, you know what I mean? It was like two albums in one, you know? So, so yeah, that was, uh, that was that. And you have a new album coming. That's right, yeah. Which, which, you know what, it's funny, this kind of, well, I'd say it's a lot more Irish, really, just because of all the instruments that we use. But there's a few kind of contemporary-ish ones, you know. But, you know, I tried to, I'm just trying to play songs, you know, write songs about Dublin. You know what I mean? There's no new Dublin songs, really. You know, otherwise, everyone would be just playing the same old stuff over and over again, a little bit different. You know what I mean? So I'm just yeah. trying to write things, not from a, well, from a personal perspective, but other people will understand it because they've lived in the same place and, you know, it's all about the same same thing. So, yeah, so I have it. I just have to finish the sleeve notes and get it off to the printer, but it's kind of done. I think I'm going to call it life because it's about Brilliant. life, you know, it's about my yeah. life. It's about other people's lives. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. just that's what I'm thinking now anyway. So, Do you have a planned release date or anything? No. No, and in fact, I was thinking I might, you know, because you don't know what's going on with the gigs. This is the, you know, I was really looking forward to, you know, having a launch night in Whelan's. That's where I had the last one. Maybe yeah. not in Whelan's this time, but, some, you know, somewhere big. Mm-hmm. You get everybody that played on the album, you know what I mean, to, yeah. to play on the night. You know what I mean? It was great. You know, be, that's that's what a launch is all about, isn't it? You know what I mean? I don't want to launch it when you can't do that. You can't even play a gig. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I might just I might just wait for a while, but then when it's done, you kind of you can't wait forever. You have to just yeah. let it go at some stage. You know what I mean? So it's nice look, to get I, the night out too, though, isn't it? Well, of course, yeah, and 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 you know, and then you know, and do a proper tour of it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work now. You know, so hopefully things will look up now. Hopefully, hopefully as things go along, folks. If you want to check out any of Billy's songs there's some gorgeous ones about dublin like he said uh, my favorite one is the market gorgeous song. oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where can we listen to the songs billy well uh well uh, there's obviously the facebook page billy tracy and the scope and uh and then there's the billy tracy youtube channel so all the videos are on that and i've kind of tidied up that recently because i realized a lot of people really aren't on facebook as well do you know what i mean 
Yeah. The whole world doesn't revolve around Facebook. All, all the young ones are on TikTok now. Let to start the <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, yeah, start yeah. Start making TikTok yeah. videos. <laughs> well, when I lash out the album, you know, uh, I don't know how, when you put them out, but uh, I put them up on TuneCore, and it gives you right, yeah. the option to have it up on uh, TikTok now as well. Like, oh, really? So, really? So, yeah. So, so really like, good. if somebody knows, yeah. I, well, I don't, I don't use TikTok, but. Yeah. But like, if somebody knows you, I suppose they can just pick your song and make a and video. Make a video, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually have Josh just uh, completely off topic, but we have a single video of someone using a Box the Gang tune on TikTok. Really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a guy. I don't know where in the world, and he did this kind of type in your name into the music box and see what comes up, and he ended up with one of our songs. And it says on the video, "Don't really like the music, but this is what came up." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> That's that's the one single uh, uh, box D. So if, if that's anyone's the best we can ever hope for, but it's only, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's on TikTok and wanna wanna use uh, our music or I don't know Billy Billy's music, then uh, go on tag <laughs> us in it and and try to try to fix that uh, that thing. But yeah, no, you, you're on Spotify as well, Billy. Uh, the, the yeah, whole album I, "Head Above uh, Water" can be can be heard there. Probably other streaming services as well. Uh, yeah, I don't. You see, that's the thing. I don't really use Spotify myself, but I think that's where it's at, really, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's using Spotify. It's hard to get. That's that's where I found found you anyway. So, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's all up there. So people should definitely go in and listen. And, and Temple Bar is is obviously the the top track there. Uh, so uh, go straight in and, and listen through the album. I really like what you're saying about writing new new Dublin songs and, and new folk songs in general. Like, I'm, I mean, people are obviously writing songs, but in today's world, like, there's... Um, it's very different now from, from when... from the past few hundred years when, when a lot of the songs that were playing... Uh, uh, were created it's a very different world and and especially when it's turned into um to a, a tourist attraction uh, and an industry like irish music is today like the there is uh pressure to keep like giving people the songs that they know and crave and and if you walk into a pub in in dublin especially in temple bar you're you're gonna get those songs again and again like the whiskey in the jar and the wild yeah, yeah, and all yeah. the things that people want to hear because it's what they know but it's really really important that uh people actually write new music so like Every every folk song has been new at some stage. Uh, it's I I feel like it's it's today and the and the the past few decades that folk music has turned into something that a lot of people think of as have having to be old to be to be part of the tradition. But but like I said, every song was new at some stage. And if we just flat out stop writing new folk songs today, like that's that's going to be uh, really bad for the tradition. So so for the people that are, are around and are playing songs that, that have that 
need to to express themselves they they need to actually do it they need to write new songs and 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 bring them out into the scene and perform them and and make sure that it's a living tradition because if not it's just gonna be uh yeah something like hermetically sealed uh <laughs> which is gonna be that could be the death of it all. Like it's just going to yeah, be a museum well, piece. Well, look, when I was when we were playing in the Stags Head, no, no matter where we were playing, I used to always throw in a few of my own songs because, first of all, okay, they wouldn't have known them, but they wouldn't have not known that they didn't know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as they, you know, as far as they knew, it could have been whiskey in the jar or whatever. Maybe that's very famous. What obviously so, but uh, yeah, so. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to play them, really, you know. And in fact, it's probably, you know, a lot of the time I'd be making a new song and it'd be recorded before we've actually even really played it, you know what I mean? And that, it's a bit, you know, and then you kind of, you know, the way it kind of evolves then a bit more and, you know, so. But look, yeah. we used to always play it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to play. And that's the thing. I kind of, I don't think, well, I have, yeah. I was going to say I haven't played Whiskey in the Jar since the lockdown, but I but I have, really, but not as often, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> no, so but, it's, and, and it's not it's not to slag off the old songs. They they need to be kept alive as well, but it's very important. Like, all of these songs are telling a story of their, uh, of their own time, and it's going to be really feckin' sad if we don't have any songs uh, that are telling the story of of our time uh and we're only like that it's yeah to me that's that's really really important and and if not we're doing the the tradition uh, a huge disservice because it's like so much music is coming out today but but like the i'm not gonna say the that folk music is the purest fo uh, form of music that that would be I, I'm I'm not completely uh, objective there, but uh, uh, but it's it's a very like it's a very pure form of songwriting anyway. It's the storytelling that's in in that's the main focus, and and telling the stories of today is is extremely important to to keep that tradition well, alive. I I uh, Josh was saying there about the market, you know, and. Uh, the fruit market in town, I grew up just beside it. So I remember it when it was a living thing and it was, you know, it was open. I don't know. Do you, do you know where it is, Christian? The well, I, I've heard your song and, and Josh and myself were talking about it just before you came on. And I asked him where it was and, and he said it's it's around um, Smithfield. Well, yeah, people call it Smithfield, but it's not really Smithfield. It's, it's just behind Cable Street. But like people... When I did that song, I got so many people that got in touch afterwards and they all, you know, they all had a story to tell themselves about the market. You know what I mean? Whether they lived yeah. in North County, Dublin or Kildare. I remember getting up in the middle of the night and we had to go in with my dad to deliver off the vegetables because they were from farms or whatever, you know. And uh, uh, and all around there, the Slattery's pub and all, all the early house pubs were there because the market was open, you know really yeah. early in the morning. So the, the early morning pubs are either around by the market or else they're up near the docks, you know? And, uh, but the thing was, it had been closing for, for a long time and it, was, it, it wasn't really the same anyway. 
because a lot of the people had uh, a lot of the uh, businesses had moved out to uh, outside the M50 or wherever, you know. Uh, but anyway, the thing was, I went, I was, I always drive along by there using the shortcuts or whatever to get into town or into Cable Street. But I was with my youngest son and I was going by and, you know, the market was closing the next day. And it wasn't only, and I says, yeah, there's the market. I says, yeah, it's closing. Yeah, and he just kind of said to me in some throwaway comment, uh, oh, yeah, no, it's never in there. And I was like, what? Whatever. And, 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 you know, and we were driving and, and then I, I drove for a bit more and then I stopped and I says, no, hang on. And, and I pulled over and we walked back, you know, and we walked through the market. Now, there was really nothing there, but I just did it because he hadn't been in there and, he, you know, and I just wanted him to see it. But I mean, it wasn't that like... I, you know, like I remember, you used to be able to go through there and like someone might throw you an apple for nothing, like if you were a young fella, whatever, you know. And it was just a hive of activity. It's where, it's where Moore Street, they all got their, uh, their yeah. fruit and veg. You know what I mean? So, so I, but I knew a lot of the people because my dad had a pub and a lot of them drank in the pub. So I knew a lot of them and, you know, some of them were friends and the family as well. And so I had all that. And I have, you know, I have my own stories and, you know, I, I remember, you know, so that's where the song came from. I just thought, now, hang, you know, when I, when it was closed, I just thought, hey, no, this, I have to do a song about this, you know what I mean? And it just came really quickly. And I just, and I just thought of the whole neighborhood, because I was obviously very familiar with it. And I, just remembering stories, things that I remember my dad and my uncles all talking about. And I just remembered all them things not just threw them into the song, but, you know, obviously formed them all into it. And people have got in touch from diff- from different parts, you know, not only people that worked in the market, but I mentioned a couple of names. I mentioned, like, some family members and friends of the family. And this one particular family that I mentioned, the Roaches, they were quite a big family, but they're all over, spread out all over. I think there was, like, 17 in the family. So you can imagine how many grandchildren there is and niece and nephews and whatever so they've heard the song and just just people getting in touch with me and saying that's what i love about it you know what i mean yeah. you get yeah. feedback like that you know what i mean how they how they love it because not just their name is in it but just they remember different people and it sparks yeah. off memories you know and Brilliant. and yeah it's it's just an, an important document of history then like that that song is is making sure that that story is known for like hopefully at least if uh, if if that keeps being played by people that that in a hundred years there might be a podcast talking about oh yeah there was yeah. a there was a market there <laughs> and there's a there's a song by Billy Tracy that tells the story and and if not then yeah no I, I, that's that's a big thing for me like that well, well that's, that's 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 the thing you what. It, you, you know, it's it's not about the money. You know, there's no you're not gonna get much money out of it, you know yourself, you know what I mean? It's but it's if if people are singing it, you know, in years to come in a session, you know, it's not the yeah. best thing yeah. you can have, you know what I mean? That's that's what I think anyway, you know. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Definitely. Uh, I, yeah, and you know, so before I, before I had it recorded, you know, I'd be playing it in the Celts with Brian or whatever, and uh, 
was, people used to come up and ask for it because they'd heard it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Some people yeah. thought it was an old song and whatever, and then other people knew it was it was a new song, but they just wanted to hear it. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. that was great. You know, it's a gorgeous song. That's that's another huge thing. Like in at least in in folk music, obviously that you sometimes you can hear whether a song is is two hundred years old or if it was written ten years ago. But but most of the time, like it's the storytelling uh, and the melodies that are uh, the main the main focus. And and you can play songs side by side, like back to back, that were written in seventeen ninety eight and that were written in two thousand and nineteen, which is great and and very. Yeah, qu- quite special for for folk music, uh, but Billy, I unless uh, you had anything else uh, just right there, I I just wanted to mention um, uh, that email that we got uh, a yeah. while back mm-hmm. from uh, from Paddy down in New Zealand, uh, and she mentioned uh, a little story that I have to ask you about, Billy. Um, she tells a bit about how she how she came across you and that she watched um, a lot of your streams. But then she she said that let's see if I can find it here. It was through Billy's storytelling about the Irish songs he sung that I first learned of their origins and stories behind the lyrics. The beautiful song Grace, great song, uh, is one that comes to mind where I learned from Billy the story of Grace Gifford. And Joseph Mary Plunkett, Billy actually got to sing Grace in the chapel at Kilmainham Jail. A rare feat, I'm told. That, and to me, that is absolutely, like, I have to say, obviously, I've uh, I've been to Dublin quite a few times. And I've done both uh, a lot of native things with yourself, Josh, but also a good bit of touristy things. Uh, and my absolute favourite thing I've ever done in Dublin is to go to Kilmainham and to to be in that chapel and having the guide tell you that story uh, about how they got married and and he was hung uh, is amazing and I like what is the story there how did you end up playing the song in in the jail well yeah it's it's funny how Paddy says says there about things because when we were playing in in O'Shea's and stuff you know O'Shea's was perfectly set up for for something like that because you would have people eating and drinking or whatever so they'd be having meals so you could actually tell they'd be listening they wouldn't be all going mad wanting a lot of 100 mile an hour uh, stuff uh, constantly jumping around locked you know what I mean they were listening as well so that's where I'd be telling the stories about uh, the songs you know what I mean and Obviously, it would change a bit between whatever venues you were doing, you know. But actually, before I say about that, there was a fella we used to, <laughs> it just shows you, there was a fella that I used to play with, and uh, he, one of his first jobs, he was working in the used uh, used car salesman out in the Belgaard Road, and he was working with the fellas who, who well, at least one of the brothers that wrote Grace, you know, used car salesman, you know what I mean? Happened to write Grace, you know? It's just... <laughs> It just shows you, you know what I mean? So, so like sometimes you'd be having a laugh. Oh, here's a song by an old, by a used car salesman. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> then you like you the greats. But like, it's gas. The, how I got to do that actually was uh, with me kids, where uh, one of me kids, 
classes was going into Kilmainham with the teachers and all, you know. And the teacher knew that I played music and he says, will you come on the tour with us into Ting and uh, into Kilmainham and, you know, just play on the bus, you know, sing Grace on the bus. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, grand, whatever, you know. And then I got to go in on the tour and everything. But then he had a word with him in, in the, there's a couple of teachers, two of them, and they just had a, obviously they were booked in. It's because it's kind of hard to get booked into Kilmainham, yeah. isn't it? You have to, you can't yeah. just rock up, you know. You have to book it way in advance, yeah. 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 So they obviously had all that booked. And then he got it, he says, uh, they just had a word with one of the ushers or whoever, someone in Kilmainham. And they said, uh, they says, it would be okay if he plays this in the, for all the children. And, and yeah, that happened. I was like, no way. You know what I mean? So that was, that was fairly special, you know. I, yeah. I think I had a, and had one of the kids held streamed it live on Periscope, you know. So uh, it was just, but, and again, they were all around 10, 11 years of age or something. Maybe they were a bit older. It was primary school anyway, but uh, they, they knew the song. So they all sang along with the chorus as well, you know. Yeah. So, so that was kind of special in that little church, you know. Yeah. Goosebumps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's amazing. Uh, I mean, like... it, you know, the way uh, I don't know, it, 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 there was a thing there last year on, or maybe two years ago on uh, RTE, they were trying to find Ireland's favorite folk song. Yeah. I remember that. I yeah. don't, I don't know who, who, what won it in the end. You know what I mean? But, but Grace, obviously Grace, I, I was thinking if I had to pick one myself, you'd change all the time. And I know Shane McGowan had one in it. I was like, Oh yeah. But I was trying to think, you know, what song goes down best when you're playing in, in the pub, you know, that people sing along with? And there's Grace, there's the Fields of Athenoy and uh, Raglan Road, do you know what I mean? They're, they're ones that people all sing along with, you know. So I suppose it has to be one of them for the... Yeah. That was going to be my next question. I always ask the Johnny Cash question. If you're, if you're dying in a gutter and you have an option to sing one last song, what will it be? Jesus. God. I don't know, but it would change. <laughs> How long am I dying for? <laughs> you know, it's like that. Oh, it's your favorite song. You know what I mean? It would, it would change. You could probably name a top five, and it would change every week. You know? Yeah. 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 I don't know, but as soon as we do this, I'll just say easy and slow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe call. you'll die easy and, and slow. And I'll well, die but... that way too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a bit quick. Yeah. <laughs> easy, oh, easy and quick. Easy and quick. <laughs> for exactly the duration of the song uh yeah no that's amazing i mean the story about grace uh we're obviously gonna have to talk about grace at some other stage josh but you can you can bet you we're gonna we're gonna cut out this piece and and (laughs) re replay it when we get to that episode and talk about grace do you know i i when i used to play in o'shea's in talbot street and there was this uh Scotch old man that used to come over from Scotland. He didn't live in, in Ireland. And he, he'd come over and he'd, he'd always stay in O'Shea's probably because it was cheap or whatever, you know. And and uh, he, But he'd come up with his wife. He must have been around. He'd say, will you play Grace? He'd play Grace. And I'd play, play Grace. And he'd get up with his wife and they were around. Well, they were late 70s. They could have been in their 80s. And they'd do a slow dance in, you know, in front of the whole pub and just lovely, you know, that's what it means to people, you know what I mean? That's, that's the nicest thing about it, you know? Absolutely. 
Yeah, hopefully we get back at it, Billy. Yeah, you know it. Gigs. <laughs> whether whether it be grace for ten year olds in Kilmainham or it be uh songs for for demented people in in nursing homes or or pubs or sessions like at least get some live music on yeah yeah i don't know i think the whole pub scene might be gone josh you know i don't know just it's just new rules all the time isn't it even though we're all vaccinated and they're still going down harder you know yeah. i think the, the only way might be weekends turned around the country or something you know what i mean playing ticketed gigs or whatever you know i yeah. don't know what do you we'll think have to figure out some way out of it anyway as time goes on like jeez i hope it doesn't last much longer as it is anyway yeah we can't sit at home forever no i know yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's the yeah. crack. Thanks a million for coming on, Billy. Great to have you. Oh, no, I enjoyed it. It was, it was great, all that. Yeah, thanks a million, Billy, for, for coming on and talking about Easy and Slow and all about all about Dublin and Temple Bar and nursing homes and Grace and Kilmainham and, and everything. And, and new songs, again. Write new songs, people. And hopefully yeah. we'll catch you again soon in person for proper tunes. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, big session. I, 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 I wanted to have one last week in the garden. You know what I mean? But a uh, few people weren't comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, so we ended up in, <laughs> in town drinking instead, <laughs> <laughs> in closer proximity to each other. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just thought with the, with the weather like the way it is, you know what I mean? It'd be nice to have yeah. just a load of people in the garden playing. You know? Absolutely. Well, we won't keep you inside on Zoom any longer, so you can go enjoy the sun. Listen, I, I enjoyed that. I'm just thinking, you know, rambling on for ages, you know what I mean? But it's nice just to have a, a chat and stuff, you know what I mean? And uh, God, I could have uh, probably went on for longer, you know what I mean? Talking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting good at it over the last few months, talking yeah. shit on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, no, I, I should have really said to you about... Uh, you know McNeil's pub in Capon Street? I don't yeah. know if I ever thought... Yeah, well, that was me... You know the way that was a music shop and stuff? Yeah. For, for years or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was also me granny's house over... Oh, me wow. dan all lived over that, grew up over that yeah. place. So when they so when they did up that bar, when it became a bar, and they did, did, they did the upstairs... Remember they had a music shop for a while upstairs? Yeah, I that do, was... Yeah. That was me granny's bedroom and kitchen. The back oh, wow. bit was the kitchen. You know what I mean? So it was it was gas That's going amazing. in there, just showing. So I was able to show me kids. Oh yeah, yeah this is where you know was the sink in the bedroom and whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> just That's play them gargling, you know? He actually yeah. moved. He moved the shop down to Milltown in Clare for a while. The shop. Did after, he? Yeah. After, after he closed it on Capel Street, he moved yeah. it to a. Yeah, so he was a Clare man anyway. I think wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. I'm not sure though, but yeah, th he was he was busy there the last few years during Milltown during the Willie Clancy, but uh, I think he's gone from there now as well. Yeah, that was a it was a, it was always a great interesting street. Like, uh, I mean, I remember uh, the fiddler Kelly. You've obviously heard of him, John Kelly. Yep. Yeah, his I I, I remember him when he lived there down in uh, 
uh, he was down the, the other end, down the end beside the Four Seasons. Um, he uh, uh, he had the horseshoe in, yeah. Someone someone opened it up there a few years ago and tried to bring it back to what it was, but didn't happen. Yeah. I think it's a hemp, hemp shop now or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like like everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Everyone make sure to go in and check out Billy Tracy on Spotify and Facebook and, um, and Breaking Tunes and, and all of that jazz. Um, you can find him on there. And if we ever get back to a normal world and you are heading over from wherever you live to Dublin, make sure to check out, um, well, if he's out playing, Colin. Uh, and and go up and stick him a tip and ask him to play easy and slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what though? It's, it's been nice being able to play like uh, you know slow songs. You know, because some you know the way you're playing a gig in Temple Bear or around there or whatever, and you know it's a hundred miles an hour all the time, and you're lashing out the requests and you're playing all that. And, you don't get a chance to, you know, play something easy and slow. You know what I mean? It's just a slow song. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. get to do that, you know, because yeah. not only the punters, but the bar staff. Oh, come on. That's live. You know, you just have to be lively. There's no half measures, you know. So it's been nice being able to just mess around and play songs like that now, you know, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, lads, I'll, I'll, I'll see you. And thanks a lot for having me. No, that's that's great. Um, thank you so much, Billy, for for coming on. Um, it's great to finally have another guest on. We've uh, we've been uh, we've been talking about it for a while, Josh. But it's it's great that it's finally happening. We have another one lined up in in not so uh, n- not so far from now. So that's that's going to be good. Um, and yeah. You can you can find us uh, on uh, on Facebook as always Tourlura and on Instagram at Tourlura Podcast and our email address is Tourlura Podcast at gmail dot com. Send us in emails, comments, anything, especially if you want to send us in a voice message. That would be highly appreciated if we could get some other voices on here for um, sure. or guest suggestions for more wonderful musicians like Billy Tracy here. Absolutely. Thank you, Paddy, uh, for suggesting Billy. Uh, great shout. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll take any suggestions uh, from you. We we trust you all a lot. So <laughs> so that's um, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, send us in whatever thoughts you have, and uh, we'll uh, we'll read them out on the podcast unless you specifically ask us not to. Uh, <laughs> And we just have to thank Billy a lot for yeah. for coming on and and <laughs> say Tura Lura. Tura Lura.